leave here. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Okay, so and is Natasha sure. here? Is she inside? No, Nata no, Natalia is in her apartment waiting for some wow. message, right? Well, in any case, we go in, right? Yes. You are welcome to come, uh, and I will actually show you where we are. Yeah, maybe we just dump our bags and stuff first, and then. Well, you want to see Natasha now? Over a year ago now, I went on a journey. A journey to find Natasha, the mysterious teenager who helped my mum Debbie escape from the Soviet Union in 1974. And somehow, we actually managed to find her. A lot has changed since then. Natasha and mum speak all the time, but it's still over the phone, over Zoom and over email. Until now, that is. From Message Heard, this is a very special bonus episode of Finding Natasha. I'm Jake Warren. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I highly recommend you make your way to episode one and listen to the story in full so far. You'll hear all about how my mum and Natasha first met via ballet in the Soviet Union as teenagers. I'll go to the finest school in the world and they will make me a spectacular ballerina. Why Natasha had to help my mum escape. And I was taken to a isolation hospital just outside the city of Leningrad. And that's when the nightmare really began. And how we found her again, almost 50 years later. Oh my God, are you sure it's her? If you've already listened, welcome back. A little recap for you. When I last spoke to you, my mum and Natasha had connected on Zoom for the very first time. Hi, Natasha. Hello. Oh, oh my God. Didi. Didi, Tati. They had to communicate through a translator, but mum was able to ask Natasha some of the questions that had eaten away at her for decades. We even managed to get a letter from Barishnikov, the legendary ballet dancer slash one-time Sex in the City star who Natasha and my mum had bonded over a mutual crush of back in 1974. Deb, sorry. Don't move yourself. I just wanted you to feel okay. comfortable, but have it closer to your mouth. Well, I can't feel comfortable because I can't smoke and it's a hard, uncomfy stool and I haven't slept last night and I'm so tired I just can't even remember my own name. So Perfect. <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. The other voice you heard just there is Sandra. She's our head of production here at Message Heard and co-produced the first series of Finding Natasha. You may not have heard her voice often during the series, but she was always there. In fact, she actually did almost all the interviewing with my mum. But this time around, we thought we'd try something new. So basically, I'm going to sit in the corner like a weirdo, and you guys are going to have a conversation, but I'm going to jump in every now and again. I've got to have a conversation with you. That's a great way to start, Oh, well, I, yeah, but I didn't know you, I, you were going to be doing it. I thought Sandra was. Well, Sandra's here in part of it I as well. I know, but all right. Is the idea of having a recorded conversation with your son that awful? Well, no, but sometimes you get on my nerves, don't you? So. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, it's been over a year since finding Natasha. How do you feel about the reaction to it? Because I know you were obviously 
nervous and obviously never been a part yeah, of something. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, I wasn't really nervous about when you said you wanted to make a podcast because obviously, you know, that's what you do and I wanted to help you any way I could. But well, I think we both thought it was just a very niche thing. Nobody would be that interested. Um, why would they be some woman who you've never heard of um, who had an experience nearly half a century ago? Something we came up against again and again during the first series of Finding Natasha was my mum's own perception of herself. Even though the podcast has gone on to be hugely popular, Debbie doesn't quite understand why anyone would care about her or her story. But despite that, the experience has still been one of huge catharsis for her. I think because it was something I carried in me for decades, never really talked to anybody about, had buried a lot of feelings about it, didn't really want to remember a lot about it, certainly thought that this girl who had helped me, indeed saved my life, I was never going to have the chance to see again, so that made me very sad. So I pushed it to the back of my mind. So when I came in that day and sat in front of this microphone and Sandra very her lovely warm waist sort of asking me a, sort of questions and it was like the floodgates opened and that's why I was quite embarrassed about it when I only listened to the podcast once after it was done and I just thought oh my god it's like verbal diarrhea I couldn't shut up um it was just this massive release The series came out over a year ago, in May 2021, in fact. But what exactly has happened since? You know, the conclusion of that was reuniting you with Natasha and being yeah. able to have that it was incredible. wonderful call. And, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're back in each other's lives. I know. And that is amazing. But what, um, what does that look like? I mean, like, how often do you okay. talk? How does it, how does yeah. it work? Okay. So when I saw her over the Zoom call and I just thrust that photograph at the screen and started crying and I think it, it it was lovely for her but it's very different for me you know me finding her was much more obviously important because I was the one that felt this overwhelming need to thank her see that she was all right because I always worried that she had got into trouble for helping me so yeah it was a bit one-sided I mean she was lovely and you know, she's 68 years old, but I was, you know, I was just looking at this 19-year-old little angel. So, yeah. And what happened afterwards, of course, as you know, is that we started to email. She blessed her using Google Translate. We have constantly stayed in touch every few weeks. My mum's even been introduced to Natasha's granddaughter, Karis. Natasha wanted my mum to help her learn to speak English. And my mum's been doing this by reading her bedtime stories. This is a story for Karis. Splash! Chameleon fell. I was obviously roped in to help with the recordings and sending them across. Coughing (coughs) and spluttering. (coughs) Throughout my childhood, Natasha was something of a myth. My family semi knew the story. And we knew the significance of someone named Natasha. But honestly, that was it. She was frozen in time for us as this teenager in the Soviet Union who bravely helped my mum out in her greatest moment of need. But now she's real. 
and she's part of the family, and my mum is part of hers. When Natasha and mum reunited over Zoom for the first time, they spoke about wanting to travel to Italy together. Sadly, that didn't happen. As if anyone needs reminding, the world has been recovering from a pandemic, and Natasha is from Russia, which in 2022 became an even trickier place to travel to. But a few weeks ago, we were presented with a once-in-a-lifetime sliver of an opportunity. This is a very odd situation uh, where this was someone who is incredibly important to me as a young girl of 17. And I have not seen um, since 1974, you know. Um, So we both lived our lives separately. I don't really know that much of what's happened to her and what she's gone through and vice versa. So there's this huge gap, but um, there's a connection there that can never be broken. And I was thinking about that actually the other day um, when I found out when she emailed me and said, Debbie, I've managed to get a Schengen visa for 10 days to go to Helsinki. Can you can you come? So you basically felt it's now or never. And if you well, don't go to Finland, then you will basically possibly live your life with regret until the two are dying days that you never got yeah, to see. Yeah, of course, of course. Because although it's been wonderful and we've reconnected and it's completely different to actually physically see someone. So how do you feel about that, the prospect of meeting her, actually hugging her and um, seeing her in the flesh and it not just being emails or Zoom? Or- well, of course, I'm very excited about it, a bit nervous. I'm a bit worried she's going to find me a huge anticlimax. Helsinki is a far cry from the Amalfi Coast, but this really could be our only chance to reunite them in person. So within days of receiving the email, we booked our flights to Finland. I've ordered this locket. I didn't have time to get it engraved. And it just says love on it. And it's like a little art deco heart gold heart. And I've ordered that. So that I will take that and give that to her. Um, I wanted to, to give her a little present. Um, yeah, I haven't thought that far in advance about the, obviously, realistically, I probably will never see her again. now 6.20 but we left the house at 4 I got off to sleep at about 2 I had some tortured dreams for 2 hours smoked about 10 cigarettes and then the alarm went off I think I'm too tired at the moment to be excited anyway it all feels very surreal I think if if I'm truthful, if anything, I'm just a bit nervous. Hello, and nice to see you on board, Finn. Kindly stow your carry-on baggage in the overhead lockers or under the seat. I knew that this trip was going to be emotionally tough. Once again, just like 48 years ago, Debbie was going on a journey into the unknown. It's sort of dredged up lots of memories. Flying and her. 
and I know this is Finland and we're not coming into Russia but I suddenly I could conjure up really clearly the feeling of absolute fear walking down the garden path from Kelsey Way the house Kelsey Way you know I grew up in when we left for the airport But she's still optimistic, and this time, not alone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Helsinki. The local time here right now is some 27 minutes past... We were staying in a hotel, the same place that Natasha was staying. Are we here? Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Uh, my name is Marius. We were greeted by Marius. Okay, so we have your call, right? Yeah. Okay, so and is Natasha here? Is she inside? No, Nata- no Natalia is in her apartment waiting for some wow. message, right? Well, in any case, we go in, right? Yes. You are welcome to come, uh, and I will actually show you where we are. Yeah, maybe we just dump our bags and stuff first, and then. Right. Well, you want to see Natasha now? In truth, I'm not really sure how to describe Marius. Imagine a Polish mathematics professor, a genius who spoke several languages, a renowned ballet historian across the world, and someone who spoke in a way that seemed he had an enormous quota of words that he simply had to get out each day. But he was also crucial in providing context. Natasha is a very humble person, so it was amazing to hear all the things via Marius that she wouldn't tell us herself. She's very modest. Okay, she would be very embarrassed if I tell you, but uh, Natalia, she's not just professor. She is the most uh, influential, even famous former grand ballerinas don't have such analytics. She is a great human being. Marius met Natasha 10 years ago via a joint love of ballet. He called her the most underappreciated, preeminent ballet expert in the world and a close friend. He had a little glimmer in his eye. You could tell he cared about Natasha quite deeply. We finally reached our room and were able to have a bit of alone time. But Debbie was irritable. The tension was thick in the air. Lack of sleep and nerves is a heady combination. So you just want to dump your stuff and just go see her, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then there was the window. Right, let's go. The dreaded window. 
Don't just see if you can open the window for me. Let's not worry about that now. That's not important. Get the present as well. Um, I was going to give it to her later. I mean, if you think it would be better to give it to her later... Just open the window. I don't know if I can open the window. I'd be very surprised if... say this looks like that window. Windows do not open. Well, can't see. You're joking. No, they do not open. There's a bit of tissue someone's left. Alright, come on, it's one night. Would you care? Seeing Natasha or all that? Yeah. I won't bore you with it, but this fixation on the window lasted another 20 minutes. While she'd been jumping to see Natasha just a few minutes before, whether it was the nerves or the lack of sleep, it was clear my mum was stalling. And while I wasn't showing it, I was nervous too. This was something Sandra and I spoke about before I headed out to Helsinki. Is there anything you're worried about with their soon-to-happen meetup? You know, it, it really does feel real. I think when you see someone in person and, you know, I'm, I worry for the sort of, you know, this, there's been this build up and build up and build up and what if they meet and it's anticlimactic in some way, because I'm sure there'll be, you know, lots of emotion of embracing and, you know, hugging and saying, oh my God, and missing you and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think that the idea of being able to sit down with someone in person and then suddenly, you know, rake over the past with like massive amount of nuance and like emotional depth and all that kind of stuff is that going to be possible or are we going to be reduced to you know google translating what kind of soup do you want for dinner you know i i I don't know and that's a bit scary because if you've got all of these emotions pent up inside you that you want to talk about and communicate and you have no real way of communicating with that person what's going to happen you know a hug and a thank you in person is enough right that's Anything else is a nice to have and an added benefit. And finally, the home stretch of an almost 50 year journey. We were on our way to Natasha's room. remember from the first series, essentially Natasha's catchphrase for my mum was Don't Cry Debbie, which she learned from a children's book growing up. When my mum was in the Vaganova Ballet School in Leningrad, Natasha would always say to her, Don't cry. Don't cry, Debbie. It's something that really stuck in my mum's mind, in her image of Natasha from that time. Marius was operating as a translator, although surprisingly, Natasha's English was a lot better than what we first thought. Marius, how do you say recognise? Does she recognise? Recognise? Of course. Yeah. Ah, yes, of course. You do. Yes, of course. 
They had a bottle of champagne, appropriately adorned with a picture of a ballet dancer on its label. What is it in Russia? Is it prost? So for this incredible right. meeting, right? Cheers. After 48, 49 years. Oh, what is 48 years? <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. It could be 48 minutes. <laughs> I just need to ask a few things that have just boiled up alive in me, Maris, and that I haven't been able to really communicate with her. Mm -hmm. oh, well, she's been using... Google Translate, and also I was no, very aware of but I want you to ask, I want you to please right. ask, I want you to say to Natasha, after she took me to the airport and watched the guard take my lovely coat off my sheets right. and coat, mm -hmm. and she watched me go through, and I said goodbye to her, didn't think I'd ever see her again, did she ever have any problems did she was she in trouble in any way what happened where did she go did she go straight back to the school in oh i can ask her i mean i say uh, i mean natalia um they be, uh, they be unfortunately we didn't really get the answers to those questions marius translated the question but then began talking about the soviet union and we didn't get an opportunity to revisit it this is what we were worried about, talking through a translator. And it turns out, Natasha was getting a bit frustrated herself. You were essentially a slave of the state. Oh, she's saying she's understanding almost everything I said. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. Oh my God. Because he, he, my pronunciation is he easier for her here. A lot, a lot, a lot. Because I speak a lot. <laughs> but not in English. We really didn't need to worry. It didn't take long for Mum and Natasha to revert back into their teenage selves. Always oh, as if she's dancing country. Can I? No, I was just going to say it's it's um it's nice to see that you know it's forty eight years or whatever, and they immediately start talking about ballet, and they just like like you were teenagers again. Like falling straight. We are front. still teenagers. We are still young girls with our lives ahead of us. <laughs> but no, I just turned around and you were both doing ballet moves, you know. Oh, well, yeah, we're talking about a, a particular ballerina. That, 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 it was all a bit overwhelming. And after nearly two hours of non stop chatting, it was time for a well earned break. Luckily, we were going to be seeing them for dinner in an hour or so. Thank you. Okay. See you in a, in a few hours. Because you've got my bag. See you soon. I can't believe I'm saying that. It sounds I've got your bag. That sounds so crazy to say that. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Not to see Natasha. I know. Okay. See you soon. Bye bye. Which way is it?
I need to go outside and have a cigarette. Don't yeah, you? I need to get my thing for the room first. Let's just go to the room on the way. Okay, but how do you feel well we'll talk in a second, but how do you feel after? I feel wonderful seeing her. Yeah. I think didn't you see, did you witness genuine love? It's amazing to see her, just amazing. We headed out to sample the culinary delights of Finland and somehow along the way ended up at a Spanish restaurant. It was pretty early and we managed to find a table slightly secluded and away from other diners. It was now time for a toast, which are so often made to absent friends that it felt truly special to make one to long lost friends finally Reunited. Oh, okay. Cheers. For you. For you. For you, David. Oh, thank you for your visit. (laughs) You don't have to thank me. I'm here to thank you. I think it was at this point that it all really hit Mum. We've been talking about the reuniting and the fact that we were soon going to have to leave in abstract terms. But now, in the hot and noisy restaurant, on very little sleep, it all became real. It's all just too much. can't really believe it. Mm. I feel too sad to think, you know, that Natasha went outside to join my mum. I wanted to give them a moment. While I had been let into this story to a certain extent, there were still parts of their experience that had to be between the two of them. I would have to wait to find out what happened outside on the bench that evening. She loved her present and she gave me a beautiful present. Oh, you didn't do it already, did you? Yes, because it's a private moment between the two of us. We wanted to, we wanted to be alone and do it together. Yeah, and then, you know, they will, nice they will need... Uh? Oh, it's because she loves a cigarette, yeah. She hasn't had one. Natasha having a cigarette after how She hasn't had one for 20 years and I didn't want to. She asked me and I would never say no to her. She hasn't had one for 20 years. So the legacy after getting back in touch after 48 years is you make her smoke. I didn't make her, she asked me Look what Natasha gave me. Right now. Uh, yes, a ballerina. Little dance ballerina. What did you give Natasha? I gave Natasha a gold heart with, with gold love. Did you like it, Natasha? Yes. With both the physical and emotional exhaustion setting in, it was time to call it a night. Good night, Natasha. Good night, Marius. You only ever see me when I'm like an old dead person. Good rest. Good rest. Have a good rest. See you in the morning.
How do you feel? Just really zonked. What? I'd love a cup of tea, but that's possible, is it? Well, I mean, how do you feel? So sad. But I found her and I'm going to say goodbye again. She really cares about me. This whole time, Mum was worried that Natasha didn't care about her and about the experience in the same way that she did. That maybe it was insignificant or meaningless to her. And while it clearly couldn't match the same impact as it did for my mum, after all, Natasha saved Debbie, not the other way around, that didn't stop Natasha from feeling a genuine friendship and connection unbroken by time or distance. But now we had a bigger worry on our hands. Mum had to go home again. Even before our trip, when I had my chat with Mum, the prospect of leaving was on my mind. The negative only, or the only, only negative aspect that I can see from it is actually when we then have to part ways again after 36 hours or however long we're there. Knowing Do you know, I haven't that actually... That I will never probably see her again. Yeah, I hadn't really, I hadn't actually thought that far in advance. I know, that. how weird is that? No, and, but, and, but say, that's not determined. No, that's no, not no. determined. It's not determined. And who knows? You know, the one thing I've learned about life is, you know, never say never. So, oh, I had a good one the other day. Your uncle told me this. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <sighs> nice. Just as quickly as we had arrived, it was time to leave. The morning after our dinner, we were packed up and in a taxi with Natasha and Marius to once again say goodbye at an airport. Last time I was in a taxi with you, you were holding my hand saying, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and I was being my normal. Why do you cry, baby? Why do you cry? Why do you cry? <laughs> Happier circumstances this time. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to cry now. No. Yeah. Who knows what the future... None of us know what the future holds, do we? No. None of us. In that taxi ride to the airport, it really felt like we had stepped into a time capsule. I was back with them in 1974. Debbie about to get on a plane home with no idea when she would see Natasha again. We had come full circle. Last night about Mariella Nunes. I was very impressed with Juliet. Um, yeah, and then I've finally, it came. The thing that had been hanging over us for the past 36 hours. Well, we're here. Well, that's so quick. We have to. Yeah. 
look after yourself. It's a good idea to see you. Yes. I think. We see each other again. My friend. My dear friend. You take care. A strange at the airport again. In the airport again. At the airport again. But this is another airport, another time. Another time, another yeah. life. I'm not. No crying. No Say crying. one last time. Don't cry, Debbie. Mm -hmm. I will. Right? <laughs> you write. You write, mm -hmm. and I write. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, Debbie. Goodbye. I will always love you. Always be grateful. Bye bye, Natasha. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your no, thank you. visit. Thank you. Thank you very much. You look after yourself. Special lady. Bye bye. You're right, Ma. Yeah, fine. Come on, give me a hug. <laughs> You're okay. I don't think I'm ever going to see her again. After such a short amount of time together, it really did feel Natasha and my mum had only had one moment alone together in the entire trip, when they went outside together at dinner the night before. I spoke to her the morning after, just before we left for the airport. After finally getting a good night's sleep, she was the calmest she'd been all trip. How are you feeling? Most of all, I feel sad. And I'm not, I mustn't allow myself to let that show. Why do you feel sad? Well, in a way, I wish I hadn't come because seeing her again... It was even more than I thought, really. I thought I'd just feel this sort of affection and gratitude, which I do. But I also, last night after the meal, when we sat alone outside, when I didn't feel very well in that hot, stuffy place, and I just thought I had to get some fresh air. And we sat on the bench and she stroked my hair and, you know, her English is so much better now. You know, she's saying, you know, you're special and... And I gave her the locket and I wanted to do that on our own. That was important to me. She loved it, she cried. And then she gave me that little um, brooch of a little dancer, which was so sweet. And she said, I'm sorry, it's so modest. She actually used the word modest. And I said, don't be crazy. It's the most precious, one of the most precious things I've ever been given. And I think we both just felt so... happy. Um, but also so sad to know, probably never see each other again. I said to her, we must, you know, we never know what's going to happen in the future. But let's be realistic, you know. She's even sweeter than I remember. Um, during the meal, we were all talking about 
um, ballet and the theatre, you know, her incredible knowledge and, you know, I just realised what she'd become since that 19-year-old girl I said goodbye to. She's just become this incredibly learned, respected professor. I just feel heartbroken. I can't do anything. And the fact that you're constantly in contact with each mm. other and can still communicate and still, yeah. you know, express kindness and friendship to one another, then really, yeah, okay, it's not the same as hugging someone in person, but it's not the same as losing them. Anyway, so it's all just very overwhelming, and part of me, as I said, this when I woke up only half an hour ago, this is why I just, oh, so I can't even string a sentence together. It's like a wound's open up in a funny sort of way because there's not many people in this world that I love and who selfishly, I'm more importantly feel that they love me and she's one of them, I don't know why. And I just feel very sad. Anyway, darling, I'm going, I'm giving myself a headache. I'm probably you. So let's, I'm going to go and have a coffee now. Try and wake myself up. One of the peculiar things said about history is how often it seems to repeat itself. It certainly felt that way once again, with my mum and Natasha prepared to part ways at an airport, unsure of when, or indeed whether, they would ever see each other again. I could tell my mum was conflicted. This entire experience of actually reuniting with Natasha in person was joyous, but also laced with sadness. I think any reckoning with your past can be difficult, especially dealing with trauma and pain long repressed and hidden from view. The old saying of a problem shared is a problem halved may sound trite, but there is a truth to it. The ability to discuss pain with the ones you care most about can be daunting. At least it was for me. But going on this journey with my mum was also cathartic and helping her find the woman who she truly believes is her guardian angel, someone I was supposed to be named after and who my mum is quick to always remind me I wouldn't even exist without has been something I will never forget. To me, and maybe some of you listening, in lots of ways, Natasha still feels like a bit of an enigma. What we know is that an act of kindness from a brave teenager has had a huge impact on my mum's life and forged a bond beyond the barriers of language, geography, or even time. We know that Natasha is an incredible person, but also a guarded one, and for many a good reason. That's sort of it, right? But I have to say, witnessing those in-person moments between them, reunited after half a century and half a world away from when it all began, I saw that their experiences and friendship both mean as much to themselves as they do to each other. The other details 
are sort of peripheral in the grand scheme of this one real moment. Has this experience changed your relationship with your mother? Yes and no. I mean, I think I always had a pretty close relationship with my mum anyway, and we kind of, Mm. mainly on her part, like to blur the lines between, you know, what you normally would talk to your, your children about. But I think I feel, hopefully, it's maybe more of a willingness to be open about maybe certain things that we weren't before, because, you know, this was a big traumatic thing that hung over her for 50 years and having that sort of fog cleared, I think, shows that actually, you know, don't let anything, you know, hold power over you and and just be willing to talk about whatever because you never know what the unintended consequences of those conversations may lead to, which is essentially what happened, right? She told me something one day and not too far in the distant future, we managed to find Natasha. So I think probably maybe there's a willingness on both sides to be more honest and open with each other. Obviously, what you've done for me, just the shift, just even if there was no podcast involved or anything, finding Natasha was the most wonderful gift you could have given me. Finding Natasha is a Message Heard production. It's hosted by me, Jake Warren. Produced by B. Duncan. And executive produced by Sandra Ferrari. With production support from Talia Augustidis.